Hey, oh my goodness, guys, welcome back. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm getting a little too extra, okay, but I'm just excited. I am excited about this episode. I'm excited about this story. You guys are going to say, Leah Grace, never talk about this story ever again because you talk about it all the time, but I love it. It's one of my favorites, and this was what I felt the Lord was directing me to paint, so I am doing it. I'm talking about it, I'm podcasting about it, because I painted about it. And welcome to the first episode of Pay and Podcast. Yay! Snaps, because I can't clap. Um, so yeah, it is the first episode of Paint and Podcast. How cute is that title? Isn't it just adorable and make you want to like paint and podcast? at the same time. Well, me too, except I didn't paint and podcast at the same time. I know. Kind of a letdown because I said I was going to do them at the same time and I was going to paint while, while, during, including the painting process in as I did the vocalization of a podcast. I you get it? Okay, good. <laughs> so, I talked about wanting that to be something that I put together, I meshed together, and I recorded the podcast while I was painting, and it just did not work out like I wanted it to. <laughs> I tried it, I did, I started it, and then I was like, I want to do a podcast and I want to paint, but I want the best for the foreman, the best version and form of both of these things. Excuse me. I've got, I've been drinking tea and I ran up the steps and it got all shook up and (laughs) now I'm all burpy. So anyway. This is just real life. I'm really weird and it's okay. Um, But anyway, so anyway, I wanted to do both of them at the same time. However, I just don't have the setup to do that and time lapse. And, you know, I just, I don't, I didn't have the ability. Um, So I did have to divide it up into two separate things. However, I do have some time-lapse clips of me painting this topic, and um, the podcast does go with the painting. It's just I just couldn't do them at the same time, which is fine. I want to give you guys the best version of the podcast and the best version of the painting, and I wanted to give you the best quality. That's the better word. We're back. Um, Sorry if there was a weird skip right there. I had a a little bit of a technical issue, but I got it fixed, got it resolved, and now we're back. Um, so yes, um, I, anyway, like I was saying, I wanted to give you guys, um, the best quality podcast as well as the best quality painting, and so if that meant that I had to divide it up, then that's what I had to do, and I'm sorry that it's not um, exactly what I said I was going to do, uh, but it is, um, I still got time lapses of the, um, 
I still got time lapses of the painting process and um, you know it, it, it flows with what I'm going to talk about. So it's still painting podcast. I'm still painting about the topic that I'm going to podcast about which is the whole intent of this podcast. Um, so yeah, um, I want to hop into it, guys. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Um, but you guys are going to be tired of hearing about this topic, but I don't care. (laughs) Um, it's what I felt the Lord had laid on my heart to paint. So I did it and I want to, I want to share you with you guys a little bit of, of some things that I've learned more on this story that I didn't fully realize that hit me in a different way and um, again I've talked about this before and you may click off when I say what it is but please don't um, because there's so much in this um, alone that uh, it was just so good when I was looking into it and studying it more and realizing some of the significance of some of the things in the story. It's just, it's crazy. And I I wanted to share it with you guys. And so I am going to be talking about, and if you are seeing this from a Facebook post or an Instagram post or something, then you have already seen the painting. I am going to be talking about the woman at the well. Uh, Please don't click off. I love The woman at the well, yes, she is one of my favorites. And yes, most of us already know all about her. But ah, I thought I knew all about her too. But then I just dug into this again. And I love love this story. It's one of my favorites because like I said in that That Girl, She Was Me podcast, I was the woman at the well. We've all been a form of the woman at the well at some point in time in our life, but I really resonate with this story because the Lord came to me at an unexpected time in an unexpected place when I was filled with so much shame, so much dirt, so much nastiness when I was, I was nasty. And he said, sister, I got a water that you will you that's for you and you won't ever be thirsty ever again if you if you take my water and he he met me just like he met her so let's get into it let's get into it let's dive right in um i so i'm not gonna read the the story you know line for line word for word um but i am gonna read um some of it and um but i'm gonna just kind of make this pretty relaxed and uh chill and i'm adjusting my mic sorry um but uh anyways so we're gonna just hop into this um so a little backstory on samaritans um which was who the woman at the well was. She was a Samaritan woman. Um, and a little bit about Samaritans and Jews. They didn't jive. Um, at one point in time, Samaritans were Jews. There was a big split, big division. Uh, 
Samaritans were sleeping with whoever they wanted to. They were making idols to whoever they wanted to. Whatever they wanted to. They were just having a good old time. God was like, hey, ain't right. I'm not pleased. And so there was a cut. Cutting off. The Jews were like, hey, you know, got to get out of here. Sorry about it, homie. But if you're going to do that, you can go on with with your bad self. So... There was a split, and the Jews, you know, had their own issues. Everybody does. Nobody is perfect, except for the men you're going to hear about later on in this story. Um, But they had their differences. There was a split, a division. They had their differences, and now we're here. So the woman at the well, um, she was a Samaritan, and I listened to a sermon um, that a lady did um, uh, on the woman at the well. And she called her Sam. And I loved that because she was Sam, the Samaritan Sam. Okay, so I loved that. So if I refer to her as Sam, then that's where I got it from. I didn't come up with that. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so she was a Samaritan woman. So she had two things going for her. She was not only a... Um, a Samaritan, so she was not only struggling with her, um, with what she was born into, the lineage and the, um, the, uh, the family, the bloodline that she carried, the generation, not generation, the, um, culture that she was born into, um, which is a weighty way to put it, because, (laughs) Ooh, some of us have some some families that people know. People know then there. It's like, oh, you Kelly folks. You know, I'm not saying my family in particular, but I'm using my last name because I don't want to say a last name because somebody will have that last name and be like, my family is just fine, and what are you trying to say? So I'm going to use my family for reference, but it's not my family. I love my family, and they're great. Everybody has, you know. Anyway, so, um, they, uh, they were, she, she, you know, was already a part of a sinful culture, a sinful family, um, and, you know, she was just, she didn't really have much of a a hope, um, much of a, what's the word, a chance. She didn't have much of a chance to, you know, make anything great about herself. And, but man, was she known around town. Okay, woo-wee, was she famous. Um, but we're gonna hop into that here in a second, but, uh, she was not only, you know, struggling with the fact that she was born into a sinful culture who people hated, people literally looked down on Samaritans, but she also was looked down on because she was a woman, and she carried that weight of, she not only was, you know, part of, Samaritan, the Samaritans and 
she was also a woman and Samaritan women were just seen as, you know, the low of the low. And she was seen as the low of the low of the low. You know, Samaritan women were even like, mm, there she goes. Mm-hmm. Who you off to see now, baby girl? Mm-hmm. Ain't your husband. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's how that was how she was and that's how she was seen but you know who else was she gonna find love and gratification and all that from but men so she had a void that she could not fill um or that she thought that she could fill with men with sex with lust with possibly money um she had these fleshly desires that she thought that she could quench with with worldly things she or not she didn't have fleshly desires she thought she could quench she had this hole this void that she thought she could fill and quench with earthly things that's what I meant to say, but we're going to hop into the story. Um, so Jesus is coming um, through Samaria. Samaria. Is that right? He, is, he arrives at the Samaritan village of Sikhar. S-Y-C-H-A-R. Sikhar? Sikhar? Uh, that's that's where it, that's what I meant to say. Samaria, not Syria. Different places, I think. And <laughs> I, I, history was not my favorite subject. Anyway, so Jesus arrives at the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his to his son Joseph long ago, and he was. You know, he was tired. He had been on this long journey walking with his disciples. He sent his disciples to go get food. He said, I'm going to go sit by this well. So he sits by the well and up walks this woman. And this woman comes in the heat of the day. It was afternoon. And um, as it says in verses, uh, verse 8, it says, for it was already afternoon. And for women to go to the well in the afternoon was very rare. But this woman carried so much shame for her identity that she did not want to see and hear what other women, what other people had to say to her at the well or what people were saying about her. And how many of us have ever been in that situation where it's just easier to not be around people than to hear what people want to say about you, especially when you're living a sinful life. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um I've been there, done that. Um and so she comes up to the well and Jesus says, Give me a drink of water. And it says in verse nine, surprise, she said, Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water. And this is the passion translation. So I'm going to read it passionately. Why would a Jewish man. Ask a Samaritan woman. For a drink of water. And Jesus replied. 
if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you would ask me to give you a drink of water and I would give you living water. And the woman replied, but sir, you don't have a bucket and this well is deep. So where do you find this, quote, living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestors, Jacob, who dug the well and drank from it himself along with his children and livestock? She's getting a little sassy. She's trying to pop off. And Jesus is fixing to set her straight for the better. Has Jesus ever just set you straight and you were like, man, I needed that. But I didn't think that I wanted it. You know, I didn't think that, I, you know, man, he's done that to me. He set me straight and I was like, man, I feel better. But God, I didn't think it was going to make me feel better. Anyway, so in verse 13 in the Passion, it says, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you will be thirsty again and again. I like that it says it twice in the Passion. Again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water that I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water that I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. And that's where the painting comes in place. If you look at my painting, there's a well. And it's a basic well. You don't see a bucket because the bucket is in the well. <laughs> but that bucket is unable to come up because of the fountain of gushing the gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit that is springing up and flooding over the well. And that's why I did it in the Passion Translation. Because when I saw it in my head, I was like, I want. That's what I want. And when I read I read it in many different translations. And the Passion was the one where it just it fit the painting so perfectly. So if you look at the painting, there's a well. The bucket's not there. Because sometimes, all of the time, when we say, God, give me, give me, send your Holy Spirit, He often gives us more than we can handle in a bucket. Fill me up till I overflow. That's one of my favorite songs by Tasha Cobbs. It says, fill me up till I overflow. And I want to run over. I want to run over. And I mean, I have listened and listened to that song because I want to run over. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. Anyway, back to the woman at the well, y'all. I'm getting way ahead of myself woman at the well, the woman says, let me drink this water so that I will never thirst again 
and won't have to come back here and draw water. She assumed, if you'll give me that water, I won't have to come here and show my face ever again. Because she was so shameful that she saw it as a gateway out. Which it was a gateway out, but not in the way that she thought it was. So Jesus said, go get your husband and bring him here. But she said, I'm not married. Mm. You know, and I listened to this pastor and she said, sometimes it's easier to just say that you're not doing something than to give the full runaround. And I loved that because it's so true. Because she was married, but she was with five other guys. And it was easier for her to say, I'm not married, than to say, I'm married, but I'm also, like, talking to this dude. And I'm also kind of seeing him on the side. And I also got this side candy over here, and he's he's fine, but he's he's only an eight. And then I got my, I got my ten over there, but I saved him for special occasions. You know, it was easier for her to say, I'm not married, than to give the runaround like we tend to do she said i'm not married and jesus said that's true jesus said for you've been married five times and know you're living now you're living with a man who is not your husband and you have told the truth well jesus Mm. y'all jesus will call you out And the woman said, Oh, you must be a prophet. So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God here here on this nearby mountain, but your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship? Which is right? And Jesus responded, Believe me, dear woman, the time has come where you won't worship the Father on the mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Your people don't really know the one they worship. We Jews worship out of experience, for it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. But from here on, worshiping the Father will not only be a matter of right, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers. Who worship him and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in spirit and in truth. I'm gonna hop down to verse 28, and it says, All at once, the woman dropped her jar, ran off to the village, and told everyone, Come and see a man who has told me everything that I have ever done. He could be the anointed one we've been waiting for. And he was. And I I love that line on that verse in verse 28. That first three words, it says all at once. The woman dropped her water jar. I love that because we can drop things one by one if we want to, but why drop things one by one if you can do it all at once? Hmm? I think sometimes 
We lay down one thing at a time. And we're like, here you go. Here's one thing. Here's this. And we sort through what we think we can keep. It's kind of like when you're going to sell clothes or get rid of clothes. You hold something up. You haven't wore it in 10 years. But you're like, but what if I wear this again? And so we hoard those clothes up that we really will never wear ever again. When we can turn it over and get something new. Ooh, ooh, Jesus, I felt that. I felt that. Somebody needed to hear that. Quit holding on to the things that you say, I might wear it again. I might put that back on. When God is saying, if you'll donate it, I'll give you something new. If you'll give it to me, I'll give you something in exchange We're going to exchange just as he exchanged with this woman at the well. He said, hey, if you will give me your water, I will give you my water. Did you know that women who were caught in the act of adultery were to drink dirty water as a punishment? And after they drank that, if they really were adulterers, that they would become barren? To never carry anything, no child, nothing in their womb, to never carry it because they drank the curse. Did you know that? That's in Numbers. I don't have the exact verse on me right now, but that's in Numbers. You can look it up and find it. That was how it's supposed to happen. The priest was supposed to get dirt off of the ground, put it in the holy water. She was to drink it. If she was an adulterer, she was going to be cursed. Her womb was to be closed. If she wasn't, then the curse would bypass her. But this woman should have had to have drank that cup five times over for every husband that she ever had. But guess what? <laughs> Jesus said, hey, You give me that cup of the curse, and I'll give you the cup of life. When Jesus died on the cross, and in in Numbers, in that verse in Numbers, it says bitter water. That's what they called the water. She drank the bitter water, the cursed bitter water. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, he said, I thirst. Just like he told this woman at the well, I'm thirsty. Can you give me a drink? So what did the soldiers give him? They gave him this water that it says it is called bitter water. It says, so they gave him bitter water on a sponge and lifted it to his lips. He drank the bitter water After drinking the bitter water, he said, it is finished. He drank the curse so that you and I could carry something so precious, and that is the gospel. This woman traded her cup of the curse for the cup of the gospel. She was able, she should have had to have drank 
the cup of the curse that made her barren to never carry anything ever again. But Jesus read her mail, said, give me your cup. She drank the living water and walked away carrying the gospel and said, this is the one we have been waiting for. And she became the first female evangelist to preach on and on and share and spread the gospel and tell people, come see the man who told me anything, everything that I've ever done. And in verse 30, it says, hearing this, the people came streaming out. When you allow the Lord to pour things into you, you're going to stream out into others and other people are going to stream out to see what God's doing. Y'all, this story has such a new perspective for me. Because knowing that Jesus drank the curse for me that I should have consumed to never carry anything good ever again, not to carry nothing pure, but just to live and walk in shame and be seen as unclean for the rest of my life. The curse that I should have drank and I should have carried. Jesus said, give me that cup. I will drink it. And I will give you life and life more abundantly. But you got to exchange it. Don't hold on to those old things that you won't ever wear ever again. Because he's saying, I'm fixing to put a new garment on you. But you got to get rid of the old stuff. You're walking around in rags and I want to give you a robe. Rags to robes, that's a sermon. Guys, I can't. I'm burning. I'm burning with this. Because it was who I was. It was who I was. I I went up to that well every day. Wanting something. But expecting nothing more than something that would make me thirsty over and over and over again. Something I had to renew daily. But he said, if you would give me your cup, I will drink it and give you life and life more abundantly, exceedingly and abundantly, all that we could ask, think, or imagine. That's the life he wants to give us, but we have to give him our cup. We may have not walked the same path as this woman. We may not have committed the same sins that she's committed. Some of us have. I've been there. I've done that. We've all been there. We've all sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whoo! Ooh, Jesus. But we have a Savior who said, I drank that cup. But I need you to be willing, a willing vessel for me to pour into. Because what I want to pour into you isn't going to fit in a bucket. And it's going to come flowing out of that well. 
is bigger and fuller than that well. Just like in my painting, the water is overflowing and it's flooding over the well. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your well and it's bigger than your bucket. We have to give God our bucket. We have to give God our cup. We have to say, Jesus, take my cup. Take these, take all these old things that I've been holding on to. Give me something new because what I'm drinking ain't working. That water, that, that lust, that desire, that flesh, that addiction that I'm feeding, it's not working. There's a hole, there's a void, there's something I can't fill. And I need you to come and fill it up. Lord, fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. Wreck my world, Jesus. Wreck my world. Wreck my way of thinking. Wreck my addiction. Wreck my heart. Lord, clean it out. I don't want it if you're not in it. I don't want it. Hmm. Guys, I, this has been a long podcast, I'm sure, but there's so much in this, and I'm so passionate about it, because this was who I was, this was who we all are, because like I said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but there is a man named Jesus, who we are going to celebrate this week and next week and I'm going to celebrate the rest of my life but we're dedicating you know Easter and Palm Sunday as Jesus holidays you know but every day should be a Jesus holiday it is in my world I thank Jesus on the daily I say thank you Jesus it may be something simple like thank you Jesus for this sweet tea I may get a sweet tea and drink it I'm like oh thank you Jesus I thank Jesus every day I I may think I'll thank him for my good health I'll thank him for all these other things, I thank him for silly things. Like I said, like I thank him for my sweet tea. I thank him for all sorts of things. But, guys, we're celebrating Jesus and what he's done for us here in the next two weeks. And I think that's why I'm I'm burning so deep with this. Because not only am I celebrating where I'm from, but I'm celebrating who he is, which is ultimately all that matters is who he is, what he's gotten me out of from, what he, the cup that should have been mine that he drank, the curse he broke, death, hell, and the grave that he's defeated. I can't, I can't get away from just thinking about how good he's been to me. And he's done so many things that he didn't even have to do, but he did them for me because he loved me when I didn't deserve it, when I didn't earn it. He gave himself away. So, guys, I don't know how to end this. But if I can leave you with anything, it's give God your cup. He will take your curse and fill you up with something that you can't carry in your bucket. Because it's going to overflow. It's going to run out. And you're, you're going to be you gonna be getting all sorts of other people with with the water that he's trying to give you. 
It's just going to flow out of you. It's going to pour out of you. That Holy Spirit's just going to pour out of you. But you got to give him your cup. You got to be a willing vessel. Guys, I love you. I Like I said, I don't know how to end this. But if you're enjoying, if you've enjoyed painting podcast, and if this podcast has touched you, please let me know. Please message me. Let me know. Find me on Instagram. It's the Leah Grace. I want to know what God's doing in you through this podcast, what God's doing in your life. Let's talk. Let's be friends. Let's just let's just talk about what God's doing. Um, I love you guys. You mean so much to me. If you've enjoyed painting podcasts, please let me know. Um, I don't know when I'll upload the next podcast, when I'll upload the next painting podcast. I've got some ideas for things that I want to do here on the podcast. But um, guys, I love you very much. And I hope that you have a spectacular day and that you have enjoyed this. And anyway, I'm done. I'm signing off. I love you. Have a good rest of your day and I will see you next time.